Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Are y'all ready for the fire talk? Low down on the bridge and uplifting dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along, this is straight off the press. The remix fresh with no prior song. Oh. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To give a piece to the feast, it's time to call blow. Yeah. The raspberry wind is fragrant, and flavorful. Insatiable eardrums taste the radio. Here can't be beat the class you need. Better leave all your jaws and all have the week. What? Positive and motivational strategies. Successful guests promote a self mastery. Blocktalkradio.com slash the remix Friday. At 10 p.m. Eastern Support the sister with a great reason I must insist Don't miss it this evening Beach man in the Arctic, where indigenous people uh, sometimes might, might hunt a wolf, they, they'll, they'll take a double-edged blade, and they'll put blood on the blade, and they'll melt the ice and stick the handle in the ice so that only the, the, the blade is protruding, and that a wolf will smell the blood and wants to eat, and it'll come and lick the blade trying to eat. And what happens is when the when the wolf licks the blade, of course, uh, he cuts his tongue and he bleeds and he thinks he's really having a good and he drinks and he licks and he licks and of course he's drinking his own blood and he kills himself. That's what the imperialists did to us with crack cocaine. You got these young brothers out there thinking that they're getting something that they're going to make a living with. They're getting something they can buy a car like the white people have cars. Why can't I have a car? They get something so they can, they can get, get a piece of gold. The white people have gold. Why can't I have gold? They're getting something to get a house. White people have a house. Why can't I have a house? And they actually think that it's something that's bringing resources to them, but they're killing themselves just like the wolf who's licking the blade, and they're slowly dying without knowing. That's what's happening to the community. You went me on that? That's exactly and precisely what happens to the community. And instead of blaming a hunter who put the damn handle and the blade in the ice for the wolf, that what happens is the wolf gets blamed gets for trying to live. That's what happens in our community. You don't blame the person, the victim, you blame the oppressor. Imperialism, white power is the enemy. Was the enemy when it first came to Africa, snatched up the first African, brought us here against our will, is the enemy today. That's the thing that we have to understand. Remember to always be true, no matter what you do. Money, I never front it. I got my whole cool life on it. Being sharp, man, listen. Remember to always be true, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter what you do. Run it, I never front it. I got my whole cool life on it. Any day, your last. 
date might come. So you say hi, you Late night in the shadows when the daylight comes. Remember, you say hi, you can't run. Baby, take your last date might come. So you say hi, you can't run. The truth we know, each and every day fights come. Remember, it's like your final destination. You try your best to make it. They say be patient, but you know your cheating death is chasing. Heartbeat and pulse racing, but I keep the pacing. Trained to be the best and beat the best by the graces. Rapper, a spectacular rapper, sport or altercation. Self defense, we hear my muffler tailored alteration. With fire starters, leaving stages up in flames. Then again, with firefighters spraying that whatever's blazing. Crazy ways to express and pass information. Daily making the best of bad situations. We fight to win in whatever type of test we're facing. Hip hop came while they were underestimating. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That's what I was raised in. Within the cracking game, flourished under Ronald Reagan. Life insurance for kids, undertakers waiting. Earth is purgatory here between the pearly gates and Satan. Ooh. Any day your last day might come, so you say hi, you can't run. run. Late night in the shadows when the daylight comes. Remember, you say hi, you can't run. <laughs> We know each and every day fights come. Remember, I stay relevant. Only person I stand in the shadow of is evident. Last page I left off a good look. This ain't the next chapter. It's a whole new book. About to steal the game. I'm a whole new crook. Baking up that fire. I'm a whole new crook. Get your whole shit took. Cali's back under the sun, right so here. you can't hide and you can't run from the truth. To make convince, so they decide to try me. Like I give a fuck. We live from India, Ari. They got spies and cameras and trailers. You see them setting up, though. We on counter surveillance. On to me, I'm on to you. It's no mystery. Better think fast, though. The future just for history. It's where the plot thickens, regardless of wealth. It's the worst person to run from yourself. Any day your last name might come, so. You say hi, you can't run. Late night in the shadows when the daylight comes. Remember, you say hi, you can't run. Any day your last night might come, so. You say hi, you can't run. We know each and every day fights come. Remember, you say hi, you can't run. Remember, true, always be true. No matter what you do, run it. I never front it. I got my whole crew right on it. I think sharp, man. Listen. You say hi, you can't run.
Greetings, everyone. I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to make sure. Can you guys hear me uh, in the chat room? I've been talking for quite a while, but I just want to check in and make sure uh, that it seems like we're having a little bit of technical difficulties that's happening here. I want to make sure. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, yes, so you guys can hear me. Uh, I want to make sure that I can be heard. Uh, so if we can put a heart in the chat room, I want to make sure. I've been doing the show here, so Blog Talk is having a little bit of technical issues on Father's Day here, um, but it looks like the sound is coming through clear. So peace and greetings to everyone. Want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Planet Remix. I'm your host, of course, Miss Blue, the Oracle, and you are live in the remix. The Blue Room is open, and uh, uh, I definitely want to make sure that you guys know how to get those cosmic directions so you can come on over and join us in the Blue Room. And all you have to do is go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the remix, and uh, that's going to get you locked in. Uh, locked into the remix. So definitely want you guys to uh, be able uh, to come on over. If you're a guest and you're joining us for the very first time, make sure you stroll down, click the link and sign up and tell us who you are uh, so that we can, um, yeah, 
so that we can actually, um, you know, go ahead and get you get you situated with us here on the remix. It just takes a short moment. Also, want to let you know that you can go on over and jump on the phone lines if you wish. 515-605-9794 is the number to call. And uh, that is going to get you connected with us here on Planet Remix. If you're an international caller and you're calling in from an international number, uh, then um, all you have to do as an international caller, all you have to do is just... um, yeah, dial the U.S. country code. And then after you dial the U.S. country code, dial 515-605-9794. Let's go ahead and get this started. We're not going to let sort of the technical difficulties here kind of get us um, off the course here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there all over the world. Uh, a beautiful day celebrating that father energy all over the planet. So well needed for all of our brothers out there. Uh, and uh, just want to say happy Father's Day to you. You guys are doing an amazing job of really, really stepping up to the plate and becoming the fathers, the God, the men that you are. And so congratulations to all the fathers out there on the planet for those fathers that are still here with us, those fathers who are now in the ancestor realm, and all the fathers who've come before. um, Definitely want to send love out to all the fathers on the planet on this very, very special and cherished day. So peace and greetings to you all. We're going to get started here tonight. We're going to get some shots out and then we're going to get right into it. I apologize, you guys, blog talk having some technical difficulties, but always when something beautiful is about to just and magical take place, we see these kind of things happening. So let me ask you guys, were you able to hear the music in the beginning of the show or did that not come through as well? Uh, Yeah, were you guys able to hear that? Uh, So let's see, I'm in the chat room so you can let me know. You can let me know if you guys were able to hear uh, anything in the very beginning. Were you able to hear the music and all of those things that were playing? Okay, good. You guys were able to hear that. So that leaves us. We're at this place. I want to do some reminders for you guys tonight. Number one, I uh, definitely want to remind you that it is open enrollment for self-invested, the self-invested workshop. Uh, so if you're interested in joining the self-invested workshop, you definitely want to email question, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N, the number four, blue, at gmail.com. And uh, uh, let us know that you're interested in becoming a part of the self-invested workshop. Uh, And we'll send those details out to you. Many of you guys have secured your spot already uh, in the Self-Invested Workshop. And uh, we are super excited about that. Ready to get ourselves ramped up for this new season coming in. Have lots of things planned for you guys in Self-Invested this year, as always. Uh, So I want to put that out there first. And then also, we're going to be giving some very special shout out tonight to all the fathers on the planet 
it particularly those fathers that are a part of Planet Remix, some amazing brothers, you know, doing some amazing work um, as fathers, not only to their children, but to the community and, and to all of those that are close in their lives. So shouts out to all the brothers on Planet Remix all over the world, to the fathers out there. Want to send you guys some love. Also want to send some shouts out to the Remix family. Definitely, we're going to hit the West Coast first. Shouts out to everybody on the West Coast, all the Planet Remix, including Esther and also Brother Dietrich out on the West Coast, sending them so much love, as well as all of our West Coast family out that way. And then also sending love and light um, out to Sister Munya, Baby Nai the whole crew, sending them love as well, sending so much love to them. I definitely want to do this. I want to ring the bell for self-invested, sending love out to all of our self-invested family that's out there to all of you guys who are self-invested and our new self-invested members who are already jumping on board. So many of them securing their spots in this upcoming season of self-invested. So want to send love out to them as well. And then of course, definitely, Want to send love out to Brother Bilal. Happy Father's Day to him. And shouts out to Brother Bilal, of course, from All Things Planet Remix. And then also from Self Invested, as well as also Bilal the Experience. He does those amazing soul alignment readings that so many of you guys have had and in line to get. Uh, when it's in love to him and the whole family on this very beautiful day. And then also shouts out to Dr. Banks. Uh, sending so much love out to Dr. Banks and happy Father's Day to Dr. Banks as well. Sending love out to him and the whole East Coast family. Uh, sending them so much love as well to Dr. Banks also. And sending love out to Brother Jerome, Brother Sadat, Brother Shay, Elder Haru, you know, all of the fathers that are out there and part of Planet Remix, sending them love out there and um, letting them know that they're definitely in our hearts as well. Shout out to the Magic Maker Mastermind and all the amazing fathers in the whole Mastermind group. Uh, as well, sending them so much love also, uh, and shouts out to them. And then shouts out to all of you guys here listening in. Want to give a special shout out, of course, to Kali Mar, always opening up the door here in the Blue Room, and to Chastity also for helping out on um, all the things behind the scenes, and Erica, and all of the amazing sisters, OT, all of you guys out there, I of Kimmet, uh, also, um, you know, the rest of you sisters out there. Uh, I'll be here all night, but I want to shout you guys out and I'll keep doing that along the way. And all of the Remix family, Explicit, everybody, uh, uh, all of you guys who always come through and always show up uh, in the chat room and in the blue room and everywhere else. So love to you guys, especially those of you sounding off over on Facebook, which by the way, we'll be checking in over on Facebook as well. I see you guys already commenting on the show tonight because uh, we will be talking about some amazing things here tonight. One of my favorite things to do is we're going to be telling a beautiful, beautiful tale 
tonight, the hardest truth ever told is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And uh, I see you guys over on Facebook, like I said, already sounding off. Uh, Kalimar there sounding off. We got VK sounding off, as well as Erica sounding off as well. And all of Planet Remix, Knox Rory, all of you guys on social media who always come through, um, Triple Goddess, all of you guys, everyone uh, who's out there, Jay Wood, all of you guys who are over on Facebook, Lance, all of you guys, OT, all of you guys, all of you guys, Brandy, that's over there, Ollie Waters, all of you guys, uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. So I trust that everyone has had an amazing day um, today. It's it's that beautiful Sunday energy, lots of energy um, going on. I want to remind you guys, we want to send love out to all of our family over in the UK. So much is happening. So much is going on. And we talked about this last remix show on the Friday night remix show, just about all this energy that's out there, how you can keep yourself out of this energy of regrets, release some of these things that are built up inside of you, you know, so that we can begin to start elevating our consciousness and really putting ourselves in position to be ready to do our work, uh, yet not rushing or forcefully making things to happen. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of that, but I do want to send my love to all of our family in the UK, uh, sending them out love uh, and support and love to all of those families, Pure Feminine, Val, everyone over there, um, um, Karmic, uh, Matthew and Charlotte, um, the whole family that's in the UK, which is a big listening audience that's over there listening. Uh, sending our love to you guys. So much is going on. And also all around the country, because a lot of things are happening. They're going on. And I'm sure your senses and your awareness is there. So tonight, we're going to continue that discussion here. We're going to be listening to some um, Baby Blue. And uh, we're going to be listening to, we're going to be listening to some Baby Blue. And uh, then we're going to get into the share. I want to remind you guys that tonight's share, as well as all of Planet Remix, is available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, you can definitely make sure you download, download, download uh, to do that. We'll be doing some international shots out a little later in the show because uh, we do want to recognize all of our international listeners that's out there. Got a big reading week coming up and uh, definitely want to send shots out to all of those who um, hmm, all of those who are um, going to be getting readings coming up this week. So um, yeah. So let's get ready to um, get into uh, Get into the share and um, we're going to listen to some baby blue and then uh, we're going to get into the share tonight. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into the share tonight. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. We got some got some good stuff to cover here tonight. Don't forget to download. Don't forget to go over to the Android market and subscribe. Love it when you guys do that as well. 
to go over and subscribe. And uh, also don't forget to go over to the iTunes market as well to subscribe to your um, the remix over there as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's hear some baby blue. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. La 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 the remix. Hey, this is Baby Blue. And remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. This is so true. If nothing else moves you, life will. Say it with me. If nothing else moves you, life will. If nothing else moves you, life will. That's right. If nothing else moves you, life will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get ready to uh, listen to some music. And um, as we um, listen to these vibes here and get ourselves ready to, um, we're going to listen to these vibes and then we're going to get ready to uh, <laughs> We're going to listen to these vibes. And yes, of course, blog talk is, you know, doing what it does. So we're going to listen to these vibes. And then as we listen to these vibes, we're going to continue here live in the remix. And uh, yeah, then we'll get right into the share. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. You. I split it with you, I regret it You 
got the fetish, you got the problem. Now it's a problem. Oh no. Score, score on beaches. I don't know these beaches. Deeper on beaches. Do it for fun. Don't take it personal, baby. Love on my ladies. Love to my ladies. Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Last time I checked, you were the one that left me in a mess. Me in a mess. You all around. Like my side of That's that most city, that side that you can't go around at night. You like to get me high. You know I know I'm beside. You like when I make fire. You say the flame can make it fire. Let me come inside. You. Let me plant that seed inside. So why you bother me? Why you bother me? Why you bother me? Try to catch me over you guys peace and greetings everyone yes yes that was love galore a new one from uh, Sia and also from um, Travis Scott uh, so we're gonna get ready to get into the share tonight happy Father's Day I see you guys jumping on board just love out to all of the fathers out there speaking of which I did get the information from baby blue I didn't give it out on Friday night but I want to give it out here to see who won and thank you OT for always reminding me that we need to give out the winner of the Mother's Day gift that's right that won that lush basket and the winner of the lush basket is drum roll please it is the sister atia yes the sister atia uh, she is the winner of the lush basket uh, so we will definitely be getting in contact to her uh, she was the one who was selected we put everything into baby blue did it put it in this little sort of program that took like all the mothers together and just kind of like you know squished them all together all the nominees and uh, she won so congratulations to Atia yeah yeah uh-huh, uh-huh, ah, mm -hmm. so we'll be giving that out, so definitely want to just uh, send love out to all of you guys out there listening in, I, I want to talk a little bit about the energy that's here on the planet today, 
um, and has been for a while. You know, it's kind of been strange a little bit, you know, this energy. And I've been taking a look at the emails that have been coming in, the conversations I've been having with you guys. And a lot of it is, you know, people really feeling like they're sort of at their end or sort of at their lost end. Um you know, or just not really sure where things are going to go. You know, really, it is the energy of what um, we've talked about and think about that this year is sort of that energy of a beginning of that one energy that's there. So we have a lot of that new begin and new beginning energy that's there. But more of this energy, it feels almost like the binary code energy, the one and the zero, which is like that energy of 10. If you think about it, we have 10 fingers, we have 10 toes, you know, 10 is a very significant number uh, to us here particularly those of us spiritual beings on the planet. Um, because, you know, often when we begin to count, these are the numbers one through 10, you know, is where we are. And we start to begin to start thinking about this. The other energy is people who feel that they're sort of at a dead end. And we've been talking about this, a lot of depression, absolutely correct. A lot of suicidal thoughts, you know, people really feeling the heaviness of this dimension. And there's a reason for this, a reason for this heaviness, a reason that a lot of self-expression has been shut down. And you probably have heard this conversation over the last couple of months of people saying, hmm, if I could only say what I really want to say, if I could only tell you what I really want to tell you, if I could really say the things that I really want to say, you know, it's a lot of this energy. And we're seeing this being played out on so many different scales in a very big way. This energy that's coming out. But there are some powerful things when we begin to start looking at that code of one and zero, the code of 10. Because often we see this number and instantly we jump to that one as the new beginning. Or we begin to jump to the zero, you know, as things coming full circle. And both of those are absolutely true in its essence and in its origin. But the 10 also plays another significant role. And when you begin to start looking at 10 from a numerology perspective, it also sends out another flashing signal to us. And 10 sends a warning. A warning. A warning. And the reason that the 10 is sending a warning because this is a very critical time that we're in with things that are happening in our lives. And the 10 is sending a warning to see if you will take the first wrong step in the next thing that you're doing. So you see a lot of people rushing and forcing things to happen, hurrying, 
making mistakes. So we talk definitely about completing things that need to get done, but these are things that need to be settled in their divine timing, not for you to rush and force them to happen, not for you to just set a deadline and race towards it. Set a deadline? Yes, maybe. Race towards it? Absolutely not. But it is the time for you to really sort of be in the place that you can begin to start asking yourself some questions. And that's going to be key to how things begin to unfold for you as we sort of coast our way through the rest of 2017 that we're here. So tonight, we're going to be talking about the hardest truth to tell. The hardest truth to tell. So there's many things in our lives that we can begin to tell the truth about. But tonight, we're going to be, or this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are in the world, we're going to be discussing the hardest truth to tell. Before we get ready to get into looking at the hardest truth to tell, you know, I'm always open to allowing spirit to work through me and to really just sit in that space and, you know, um, just allow myself to be sort of that expression to hear not only what you guys are saying, but also what spirit is saying as well and taking those things in. So I want to tell you a story. And even though I'm calling this a story, it's more than a story. It is, in fact, something that will live on in the Akasic Records and will be told over and over and over again. And as we speak right now, it is unfolding itself and continuously living itself on. It's like a legacy that won't quit. It harnesses a lot of the energy of what we know to be on this planet. And it deals with the hardest truths to tell. And it also explores our experiences as spiritual beings, having this spiritual experience in this material world here on the planet. And I know like most of the stories, when we begin to get into them, you guys know how I love to tell a lot of the ancient stories and bring the ancestors up and let them begin to speak and start talking about them. Uh, this is sort of a recent story, but a powerful story in its own right. So this particular story is going to begin in, like most of them that we talk about, this one uh, is going to be a little different. So 
I would just invite you all to just sort of open up your, open up all of your eyes, your inner seeing eyes, and begin to take this journey as we begin to take a look at some of the hardest truths to tell. On Father's Day, and this is a very special day to even tell this very special story. So this story is going to start out and um, it's about a family. And boy, oh boy, how we love families on this very day. For those of us who are in the West here, we are celebrating sort of a significant member of our family, fathers, who without fathers, there would be no family. There would be no you. There would be no me. We often talk about the feminine energy, the women on the planet. But let us not forget that we could not exist, we could not be here without that divine, masculine, very powerful energy of fathers. And so I am truly grateful to all the fathers out there on the planet, the ones before us, and some of you who are soon to be fathers to get that experience and to contribute to the greatest priesthood on the planet of being a father. So this particular story, it starts out with the family. And I want to talk about some of the members in this particular family, because just like when you begin to start looking at your own family, like there's so many different um, elements, <laughs> so many different personalities, so many different attributes, and everybody sort of have their own little thing that they do, even though they all may have grown up in the same household with the same mama, the same daddy, you know, all of this but they're still a family. So in this particular family, there was sort of this dominant presence in this family. And so he was the grandfather. And I know many of you are right now flashing back in your mind. I know I certainly was when I begin to think about this flashing in your mind and you're thinking about your grandfather. So whether that was your mother's father or your father's father, you're thinking about your grandfather. Well, this particular grandfather was unique in his statue. Kind of reminded me a lot of my grandfather, my father's father. Very much so. Because he was an alpha male. He was an alpha male. I mean, literally, he was a alpha male. He was a very strong alpha male. And so we had the grandfather who was this very strong figure. He was the protector of the family. He was an alpha male. And then there was grandmother who was right by his side. 
And if we begin to start going back, if you can't see it and your immediate family to see your grandmother and grandfather together, I bet if you start talking to your mother or your father or your aunts and your uncles, they could tell you stories. Even though today's society wants to make us think that there was never a time that we were together. Just as just as humans on the planet, but there was a time that this family structure was a very tight niche and still is today. So we have the grandfather and the grandmother. And then the two daughters, the older sister and the younger sister. Now, the younger sister actually did not have any children, but the older sister did have children. She had an older son, and then she had a younger son and a daughter. So this little family, the grandfather, the alpha male, grandmama that was there, the two sisters, the older sister, the younger sister, her three children together, a divine family of eight. So I want to go back a little bit um, before the two younger children came to the older sister. When there was just the grandmother, the grandfather, the two sisters, and her son. It was just five of them, strong. And they owned a whole lot of land, like they owned a whole land. And if you were to walk from one part of the valley and go all the way down to the opposite end of the valley, all of that was their land. All of it. They could roam on that land as free, absolutely as free as they wanted to, to go in and out. And everyone knew that this land belonged to this family. And they were very proud of this land. So this particular family, and you guys know how you are, and when you begin to start thinking about your family, I want to go back to when the first grandson was born. And you know how it is, and I don't care what part of the world, what part of the country, whether you're from Asia, whether you're from the continent of Africa, whether you're in the Middle East, whether you're in Russia, if you're in Europe, or even if you're in America, when a baby is born, and women, sisters, we can attest to this, everybody wants to take a look at that baby. Everybody want to see that baby. And of course, a big part of it is because we're just so excited. It is a new life that is coming into the family and everyone wants to be connected with this new life. But there's no doubt. Come on now. Why do you think everybody want to check this baby out? What, what, what's the purpose of taking a look at the baby? Why does everyone want to see the baby? Other than the fact that they you know, are excited for the baby coming. What do you think the real reason for most people, not all, 
Did everybody want to go see this baby? Huh? What's the real reason? What's the reason? Help me out, you guys in the chat room. What, what, what's the reason? What's the reason that everybody <laughs> want to go see this reason? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I see brothers and sisters alike. Is you the, is you the father? They trying to check and see if this is really the father's baby, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, that's one of the reasons. They want to know who the real daddy is. You know what they always say? Mother's or mommy's baby, daddy's maybe. <laughs> because the baby is physically coming out of the mama. So we know it's mama's baby, but daddy's maybe. Come on now. We're going to keep it real as we, we talk about this. So everyone's looking at this baby. And as they began, it was it was sort of kind of a different situation because it was only one baby. And boy, when this baby was born, when I tell you this baby was black as hell. I mean black as the night sky. I mean black. This was a black baby. And everybody just kind of stood back like, whoa, where did this black baby come from? Yes, black as an ace of spades. So the mama looked down, looked at the baby, and she smiled and she licked the baby and she said, this is my Black baby. And the whole family started to rejoice. Because up until now, there hadn't been a black, black, black baby like this. So this baby got a nickname. His nickname was Blackie. That's what we're going to call him. This is Blackie. So little Blackie is there. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> I listen, listen. That that was his name, you guys. Little Blackie. True story. So little Blackie, daddy was long gone. Unfortunately, this story uh is much like a lot of stories we hear today. Little Blackie daddy was gone. So the grandfather said, this is my grandson. We will love him and we will do what we needed to do. Because see, the mama was white as snow. She was pure white as snow. And then the daddy, the grand, that what well, the, 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 not the mama, the grandmama was white as snow. The grandmama was white as snow. And the, the granddaddy, was gray. You know how you look at an older person and their hair is silver. It's like all silver. It turns completely silver, almost like you're looking at sterling silver. Well, the daddy was pure gray. He was just gray everywhere. He was gray. 
but he loved his grandson dearly. In fact, everything that he began to do for his family was surrounded with his grandson. And he even encouraged his daughter, his oldest daughter, to have some more children so that Blackie could have some other kids to play with. So she did. She did. She had some more kids. Actually, she had three more kids. Three more. Now, I don't have to tell you guys that even though Blackie was the oldest, they started treating Blackie very different because the other children, they didn't look like Blackie. And so Blackie just loved the play. That's it. He didn't have a care in the world. All he wanted to do was play. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All he did was eat and play, eat and play, eat and play. As young children should do. Now, his sisters and brothers, they was already sort of getting themselves set up for their positions in life. And so what they used to do is they used to all get together like in a little huddle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Blackie was kind of like the black sheep of the family. And even though he was the oldest, they used to punk his ass around and they used to beat him up and they used to pounce on him. Mm, that's what I'm going to do when I get a hold of somebody. Mm, that's what I'm going to do when I grab a hold of somebody. His sisters and brothers used to do that to him. But Blackie, little Blackie was just, you know, his spirit about him was completely different. Like how he thought, you know, it was all a game to him. He would laugh. <laughs> you know, he would laugh and make jokes about it. And, you know, it wasn't no big deal to him. He was playing. He would let them think they was beating him up and he'd just lay there and play dead. He would do all of this crazy stuff. While his sisters and brothers was really just kind of jumping all over him and sort of kind of beating him up. And, you know, they did all kinds of things to him. Now, if I didn't tell you guys in the beginning, I, I, I think it's a good time for me um, to tell you now that, um, that Blackie is a wolf. <laughs> so we're actually talking about wolves here. Certainly you guys didn't think we were talking about people. Did you? We're talking about wolves. <laughs> so Blackie was a wolf. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, little Blackie was a wolf. Mm -hmm. So his brothers and sisters would be practicing their takedown technique on little Blackie. And his grandfather, who was the alpha male, would tell them, listen, I need you guys to get serious. I need you guys to understand that once you get older, these are some of the things that you're going to have to do. But Blackie was not concerned about any of that. Because there were some things like many of us, he made his mind up when he was very young 
that he wanted to do. And so Blackie just kept playing. He just kept playing and playing and playing and everything was a joke to him. His grandfather tried to tell him, his mama tried to tell him, but Blackie didn't care. And he really didn't want to hurt his brothers and sisters, you know, so he used to let them, you know, just kind of slap them around and beat the hell out of him, you know? And uh, so one day, as they started to get a little older, the grandfather took Blackie and his younger brother out with him and he said, listen, he said, I'm going to be grooming you because Blackie, you're next in line to become the alpha male. And I wanna show you all of this land, this territory that belongs to us, how I protect it, how I hunt, how I keep our pack safe. And even though we're a small pack and it's only eight of us, nobody, absolutely nobody is coming over here effing with us because they understand who I am as the alpha male and they're not even getting ready to come near us. And Blackie was like, hey, you ain't got to tell me twice, Pops. I believe it. I didn't see you in action. So him and his brother, he would tell him, the grandfather would tell the two boys to hang back and watch me work. Have you ever hung out with your grandfather and watched him work or maybe a great uncle and watch him do what they did? Well, Blackie's little brother was fascinated by it, fascinated by the power, fascinated by his grandfather's strength, fascinated by what his grandfather was doing. But you guessed it, old little Blackie was awesome we're playing. He wasn't interested in being no alpha male. That wasn't on his list. He didn't want to be no alpha male. But he knew he couldn't tell his family that. How are you going to tell your grandfather you're the oldest grandson that you don't want to be an alpha male? So one day, him and his brother is talking, and they're getting a little older now. And so his brother said, so Blackie, what's your plan? And Blackie told him, he said, I didn't seen some things. So his brother was like, what you talking about, Blackie? He said, nah, you know, you just hanging out here. You know, you listening to granddad, you listening to mama and grandma and them, and you listening to auntie, but I didn't been out and I didn't seen some things. He said, well, what you see? He said, I, you know, you're a little too young for all of this. I don't want to kind of, you know, get you all riled up, but I'm just letting you know. When I be going off by myself, I go off and I'm checking out things. He said, well, where do you be going, Blackie? Take me with you, Blackie said. Oh, no, you can't come with me. You too young for this. You need to stay right here. So his brother said, well, Blackie, I'm going to follow you. So one day he followed Blackie. 
and Blackie was duffing, diving, and hopping through trees and jumping over cliffs and rolling down, playing around, doing all that. Then he came back home. His brother was like, are you full of it? You wasn't doing, you still playing. So Blackie laughed. He said, oh, that's what you think I'm doing? You think I'm out there playing? Yeah, you ain't doing nothing, Blackie. You ain't about that life. You just playing. Blackie said, okay. So every day for like a whole year, Blackie would leave. And he would go further and further and further away. And then he came back home one night. And he told his brother, he said, check it out. I'm getting ready to leave. But this time, I'm not coming back. (laughs) Now, you would think that Blackie's brother would be kind of like distraught that his brother is leaving the pack and not coming back. But secretly, his brother was like, that's what's up because I'm about to be the alpha male around here. But he couldn't tell Blackie that. So he was like, oh, dang, you really going to do it, Blackie? He said, you know, being a lone wolf, it's rough. It's hard out there for a pimp. You going to be out there by yourself? Blackie said, yep. The next time I leave, I'm not coming back. And so Blackie did just that. He left and he didn't come back because he was older. So Blackie's out. He's checking out new places, checking out new areas. He's going far beyond where his grandfather's whole territory is. And all of a sudden, Blackie comes up and he hears a whole bunch of people talking. So as he comes up, he sees a whole nother, a whole nother clan of wolves. So Blackie checking him out, he like, dang, look at them, man. But he noticed that it was something very different in their clan that was different from how he grew up. Like most of us, when we go to different families or maybe travel to different cities or even go to other parts of the world, it's completely different. And Blackie recognized that. He said, it sure is a whole bunch of women down there. Blackie said, yeah, I'm not trying to be no alpha male. Forget all that. I'm not trying to be responsible. I'm not trying to guard no, I'm not trying to chase no shit down. I'm not trying to do none of that stuff. None of that stuff my grandfather's talking for me. I'm, I'm not interested in that. And Blackie made up his mind at that moment that he was not going to be an alpha male. Blackie said, I'm a lover not a fighter. I'm not interested in having no, I don't want all of that. I just want to have fun. So as Blackie is checking out this new area, he sees the alpha male of this clan. He's over there talking to some of the men in the clan. And all of a sudden they look up and they see his black ass. Easy to spot because he's so black. The other alpha male said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Be quiet. What's up? I thought I seen somebody. So the other males in the troop, the beta male said, you want? Yeah, we smell something. Oh, we see his ass. We see his black ass. We see him up there. Let us go get him. 
So then all of a sudden, the alpha male of the other clan says, nah, mm -mm. I'm the alpha male. I got this. So he walks halfway up to Blackie, just enough so Blackie can see him. And Blackie like, whoa, I got to go. So Blackie take off. So this time, Blackie decides he's going to go back and he's going to check on his family. As soon as he get back, he see his grandpops. So his granddad said, hey, what's up, Blackie? I knew you would be coming back because it's hard out there to be all by yourself. You just a lone wolf just roaming around. Blackie said, yeah, but I didn't come back to stay. I just came back to, you know, check on y'all. Let y'all know I'm good. So the grandfather did what any grandfather would do, and particularly his grandfather who was alpha male. He says, so, so what's your plan, Blackie? Of course, Blackie couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't tell his grandfather what his plan was that he had no interest in being no alpha male. So he told his grandfather, he said, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, just trying to find me a family, you know, just trying to settle down. So his grandfather got a little excited. He said, oh, so, so you, so you looking for you a woman and then you're going to come back and then you're going to take over the tribe. And then, you know, you, you, you're going to be the alpha male. Blackie just smiled. Yeah, 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 that, that, that's the plan. That's the plan, granddaddy. That's what Blackie said. So next thing you know, there was another tribe. And I mean, they rolling up on them. They're like 17 deep. And they realize that the grandfather is getting old. And some of these other guys had already checked out Blackie. And every time they see Blackie, Blackie asks his plan. They're like, oh, we can take him. We could take the old man. We could take the old man. Look, that's his grandson. That's the oldest grandson. He ain't finna stop us. We could take him. But see, there is sort of a hierarchy that goes along in the laws of nature. And these laws apply in nature. And they also apply throughout mankind as well. And so in the wolf clan, in the wolf pack, there's a couple of things that they're striving for. Number one, becoming the alpha male gives you an opportunity to have access to different things. You get placed on a higher ranking status and you can either do this by a couple of things. It gives you a higher status, a higher status in life by being the alpha male. You also have better living territories. And then you get your pick of all the chicks in the community. You get better breeding. So this is either done by force or by threatening. So this other clan that was 17 deep, they've been wanting to take over this whole valley for a very long time time. But generation after generation after generation through Blackie's generation and where his grandfather's generation, they ruled that shit hands down and nobody could touch them. 
And for the first time, their clan was very small. It was only eight of them. And out of the eight, three of them could not fight. Blackie could not fight his younger brother or sister because they were still considered to be adolescents and young children. That is a no-go in the Wolf Clan. They're not allowed to fight. They're too young to fight and they don't. So they knew that if they were going to take over this clan, this would be the time because Grandpops was getting old. He was trying to hang in there, but he was old. And Grandma was getting a little old. She wasn't as feisty as she could be. And well, the two sisters, one of the sisters had to take care of the three kids and the other sister, you know, she was confused. She, you know, she ain't had no man. She ain't had no children. She just confused. So this would be the best time for them to take over. So granddad did what any great leader would do. He prepared them to get ready to defend their territory, even though he knew the odds were set so far against them. So Blackie mother told Blackie, listen, I know your grandfather doesn't want you to fight, but you're old enough to fight. So Blackie was like, what, what, what you talking about? <laughs> His mama was like, yeah, they probably going to attack us and you're going to have to defend. I'm going to be defending I'm going to put your brother and sister somewhere safe. Blackie was like, Shh, look, I'm not even a bet. Look, this, I don't want to be no alpha male. I'm not interested in doing this. And I don't even really know how to do this. You know, when y'all were giving out those classes, when granddaddy was teaching all us, I was playing. I wasn't even focused. Okay. So sure enough, here comes the other clan and they're charging. I mean, they're howling and they're charging. And they realize we ain't really got to do much. Because look at his grandson, Blackie. He ain't finna do nothing. And the old man is old. It's 17 of us and four of them. So they surround them. <laughs> and they begin to fight. The granddad is giving it all he can. He's a strong alpha male. And so in the wolf clan, when you kill and you go after a tribe, who you looking for, all you got to get is that alpha male. Once you kill that alpha male, all the females and the children going to follow you. You ain't got to worry about that. You got everybody. You ain't got to kill everybody. Just kill that alpha male. So they put the call and command out. Get that granddaddy's ass. He didn't kill my grandfather, my great, great grandfather, great, great grand. Like he was taking them all out and they knew he was old and on his last leg. How dirty. Hit him when he down. But granddad's out there giving it all he got. Grandma's in there. She's scrapping. She's doing what she got. The sister is giving it, but it wasn't enough. 
all of a sudden, Blackie looked back and said, I sure hate it, took off and left. He ran. He ran. Next, his mother took, the grandfather told him, take the two, take the kids and get out of here. So she takes her kids and they run along with the sister. So they crying because they're devastated. The grandfather, he didn't make it. And they were waiting on their grandmother, but she let them know, I'm staying. I'm staying here. This is our land and I'm staying. They gonna have to kill me. They didn't kill your grandfather. I'm staying. Y'all go do what you're gonna do. So Blackie's mother, her sister, the uh, other two siblings, and Blackie, they all link back up. So, you know, the mother, you know, she kind of want to say something to Blackie ass, like, damn, <laughs> you didn't even wait for us. You ran. <laughs> but... <sighs> You know, she just like, hey, you know, this is Blackie. He been, he's different. You know, what do you expect? He Blackie. So she doesn't say anything to him. So they're wandering around, just trying to lick their wounds, get themselves together, get their strength back up. A week goes by. They haven't eaten any food because the grandfather used to do all the hunting for them, all the protecting for them, everything. So the mom is like, look, I can't take care of these kids. Doesn't this sound familiar, sisters? And be out here working, looking for food. Blackie, your ass has got to do something. I need you to do something, Blackie. So Blackie like, okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to go get us some food. So, you know, he sees the desperate state that his mother and aunt and sister and brother is in. And Blackie says, okay, okay, okay. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm figure it out. So his mom says, okay, Blackie, I hope you figure it out. Blackie leaves. So he's trying to go back and replay in his mind, you know, the stories and, you know, in between him playing, because when he was, should have been taking those lessons from his grandfather, he really wasn't taking those lessons. He was playing around. And uh, so he like, damn, what am I supposed to do? He said, okay, um, I, I, I know what I need to do. I need to go get some elk. So he goes, he sees the elk. The elk is in the water. Now, an elk, seeing an adolescent wolf come up on them, usually they would haul ass and run. So the elk is out there just kind of splashing around in the water. And all of a sudden, the elk looks over and see Blackie ass. And Blackie over there, like, he getting ready to pounce on him. The elk, like, Blackie, get you, you ain't fit. You, you're not a hunter. Get away from me. So the elk starts fighting Blackie. Blackie gives up. He leaves. So he's sitting down thinking about it because it's been two weeks and they haven't had anything to eat and soon they're all going to die. But he's thinking to himself, damn, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I can't. I don't know how to. 
I don't know how to fight no the tackle no damn elk. I don't know how to do that. I was just acting when my grandfather used to take us. I don't really know how to do that. So he's thinking in his mind. So all of a sudden he remembers what his grandfather told him. And his grandfather was telling him that wherever you see ravens at the birds, like the ravens will lead you to food because ravens will always follow wolf to eat the leftovers from their kill. So all of a sudden he sees this whole flock of ravens, these birds. So the birds is looking at Blackie like, so what's up? And Blackie say to them, what you talking about? They said, yeah, where your kill at? Blackie said, well, I didn't get it yet. The birds is like, what you mean? You you know what? We're out of here. We we should have known not to follow your black ass because you 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 ain't never killed nothing anyway. So we're, we're out of here. So the birds fly off because they're looking for food too. Just so happen, they find an elk. And it's wintertime now. They find an elk in the lake that didn't make it through the winter. And so the birds are eating it. So Blackie runs over to where the elks are, where the elk is. And he goes and Blackie is getting some of the food. So he's so super excited because he's like, yes, I did it. My mama's going to be so happy for me. My brothers and sisters going to be happy for me. My auntie going to be excited. So Blackie comes. He's like, hey, y'all, listen, I got us some food. So his mama's like, Black, Blackie. Oh my gosh, Blackie, you did it. You're a hunter. You're an alpha male. He didn't really have the guts to tell his mama, no, not exactly, mama. I didn't really kill nothing, but I got us some food. So he leads them all to the food. They finally get some food to eat because they were on the brink of dying. So just after that, Mamas do what mamas is going to do. You know how we do, mamas. And late that night, she sat up howling at the moon. And she got to thinking to herself, Blackie, he just ain't going to grow up in time enough. And I really don't think my son wants to be an alpha male, even though he hasn't said it. I'm going to need some help. So she came to the same conclusion LeBron came to with Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm great, but I'm going to need some help. I can't do this by myself. So she woke up the next morning. She gathered everybody together. She said, okay, so here's the plan, family. So Blackie was all excited. What's the, pl what's the plan, mama? What's the plan? Hoping it didn't include his ass because Blackie ain't want none of that. His mama said, here's the deal. I'm about to go get y'all a stepdaddy. So the kids was all excited and blacky. They was jumping up and down. We gonna get a step stepdaddy. Yes, yes. Settle down, settle down, settle down. I'm about to kind of fluff myself up. I'm about to get myself together. And I'm about to go get you a stepdaddy. Because we need some help or we're not going to survive. Your granddaddy gone. 
He's to do everything for us. Your grandmama gone. But don't worry, mama about to make it work. I still got a lot in me. I'm still a young chick. I'm about to get out here <laughs> and I'm about to get y'all a stepdaddy. So she went hollering every night. She, oh, she just hollering, sending out that signal. She was in estrin, which is basically heat. So she was sending out that signal all across the land to let them all know I'm available. So night after night, she would come back. Blackie was like, so what happened, mama? Well, mm, <clears throat> you know, whew, nobody showed up tonight, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go back out early in the morning again, see what happened. So, you know, the other brothers and sisters like, mama, what's coming on? What's, what's going on? Where's stepdaddy at? Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to try to. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try something different. I'm gonna go down to the lake a little bit. I'm gonna splash myself around. Then I'm gonna roll in the dirt a little bit and I'm gonna fluff my hair up. You know, I'm kind of stick my tail out a little bit. You know, suck my waist in a little bit and stand up straight. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm gonna get y'all a stepdaddy. So she go back out again. She come back home. It's two weeks now. They ain't had nothing to eat again. So Blackie like, damn. I can't hunt. And don't nobody want my damn mama. <laughs> Blackie like, I'm about to leave this family. This family all jacked up. I'm trying to get something. Shoot. I need to get up out of here. I got to find a way to get up out of here from y'all because this ain't working for me. I, I This is not what I want to do. So lo and behold, mama is laying out. She exhausted. And all of a sudden, you know, she kind of taking a nap. You know how it is when you, you may be outside in front of Barnes and Nobles. Or you may be sitting at the park or maybe you're outside your job and you or you're sitting in your car and you all of a sudden you open your eyes and all of a sudden something is blocking all the light. And out of that darkness, this figure starts walking. And she said, could it be? Is this, is this an alpha male coming up here? She said, oh, let me get myself together. Let me wipe my face. Let me fluff my hair. Let me go ahead and welcome this brother in the neighborhood. So it just so happened that there was another lone wolf. Now he got a backstory because there's always a backstory. And he's strolling through the neighborhood. He said, oh, dang, what's up? I ain't see you there. And she like, oh, hey, how you doing? Where you from? You're like, yeah, you know, I'm new in town and everything. You know, I was just kind of cruising around trying to check out the territories. You know, I really, one thing I didn't notice is I didn't, I didn't smell no alphas around here. So she started laughing. She said, oh, you're so silly. There's alphas around here. So he stepped back. He said, wait a minute. There's an alpha around here? He said, because I, I done been, you know, I done been casing the joint, casing this whole little quad for a minute. I ain't, 
I didn't pick up no alpha. She said, well, you know, it's my son, Blackie. You know, you know, but he kind of young. So that's 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 probably why you didn't, you know, and I got another son, but he real young, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, so, you know, there ain't no real alphas around here. Only alpha I see is you. He like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up, you know. So they start talking and everything. She said, look, I'm going to just be straight up with you. I got these kids. You know, my sister, she ain't had a man, I, you know. She ain't had a man since a man had a man, you know. I mean, she she just, you know, I don't know what's wrong with her, you know. My mama and daddy, you know, they killed him. He was like, dang, that was your mama and daddy? He was like, I heard about that. Wow. Yeah, okay, I know your grandfather. Yeah, he killed my grandfather. Wow. So that was your daddy? She said, yeah, and I got these, you know, I got these kids. We haven't eaten in two weeks. He said, check it out. Here's the deal. I'm going to go on because, you know, we can help each other out. You looking for somebody to take, you know, help take care of you. And, uh, you know, the kids ain't got no, wait a minute. Where they daddy at? She said, oh, you know, he, he's long gone. He said, okay, I, you know, because I don't really want no trouble. He said, but, um, so y'all still own all that land y'all own? She said, no, nah, we don't own that no more. You know, when they killed daddy, he said, yeah, I forgot they killed daddy. They took over. He said, okay, no problem. He said, yeah, you know, I'm really not up for all these stepkids and all this other stuff. I kind of want to have my own kids and everything, but, um, that's a whole nother story. Me and you, we can link up because I'm looking for somewhere to stay. I'm real good at hunting. And, um, you know, I think we can do this. So they get together, come walking back up. The kids is all sitting there. So the little sister is like, is, 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 is that our stepdaddy? So, you know, he got his chest all puffed out. He's like, yeah, I'm y'all new daddy. Check it out. This is the rules. So he starts laying down the rules. So Blackie thinking, shh. Now I know I'm getting the hell up out of here. This nigga over here laying down rules, talking about what we can do, what we can't do, where we can go. He like, nah, mm -mm, I'm about to go. I'm about to bounce. But him and the stepdad actually started to bond because the stepdad was real good at hunting. And Blackie was real good at finessing women. So he started to tell his stepdad how to finesse his mama. So the stepdad was listening like, dang, you, you know, for a young dude, you got some skills. Blackie was like, yeah, you know, I get around, you know, I, you know, I'd be out there, I'd be around. He said, yeah, you know, I get around too. He said, yeah, but my mama's different. My mama ain't no hoe. She different. So you got to treat her right. And I'm going to tell you how to treat my mama right. He said, okay, okay, okay. So he agreed. And he treated Blackie's mama really good. He treated Blackie and his brother and sister just like they were his child. Showed them all how to hunt and do what they needed to do. And finally, when Blackie got his first hunt. Now, mind you, his stepdad helped him. 
Blackie felt like it was time for him to go. His mama was settled. His brother and sister had a stepdad. And he could go do what he wanted to do because Blackie did not want to be an alpha male. And he didn't want any responsibility. So Blackie left. Left again. This time, Blackie left for good. So he's exploring. He's going all over the place. And all of a sudden, he comes back to that hill that he was at where he seen that other clan with all the women in it. And Blackie was fascinated by that. So he just kept walking back and forth, walking back and forth. And all of a sudden, one of the girls took off and ran up the hill. So she came over. She was like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. you must be Blackie. He said, yeah, I'm Blackie. They was talking and everything. And as they got to talking, Blackie kept looking over his shoulder because he thinking, if your daddy catches me, he going to kill me. So we got to make this quick, fast, and in a hurry. So she like, yeah, mm, mm-hmm, wow. He said, what you keep staring at? She says, just all this blackness. Like it's, it's, it's calling me, you know. It's just really calling. And Blackie said, hold up, who your daddy? She said, oh, my daddy, the alpha male. Blackie said, look, you need to stop all that jumping around, moving around and everything because you're going to get people to start looking at me. And oh, here come your daddy. I'm going to have to go. It was nice meeting you. She like, no. So she licking all on Blackie. Don't go nowhere. Uh-uh. Blackie like, no, you don't understand. If your daddy catch me, your daddy going to kill me. Sure enough, her daddy comes running up the hill, starts chasing Blackie. They are hauling ass. And in case you guys don't know this, wolves can run up to 40 miles an hour. And Blackie got his tail between his leg. He is hauling off. But then Blackie starts to think, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what I can do. So he stops running. So the alpha man stops running. They look at each other. Blackie trying to explain to him, hold up, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am not interested. He's telling her father, I'm not interested in becoming an alpha male. And uh, 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 I was just talking to your daughter, but her daddy wasn't having none of that. He charged at Blackie, nipped him, bit him a couple of times. Blackie was like, whoa, that didn't work. So he takes off running again. Blackie is hauling ass. I mean, when I say he is running, it looks like he is straight floating in the air. You don't even see his feet. But that alpha male is on that ass and he's getting ready to pounce on Blackie. So as they're running, they're running, they're running, they're running. Blackie's like, damn. He's trying to figure out where can I go? Where can I get away from him? He's falling. It's wintertime. He's in the snow. He's doing all kinds of crazy shit. He's just running and running and running and running. And all of a sudden, he see is this long strip of blackness, black like him. And he keeps running, keeps running keeps hauling ass, even though he's heard stories, to never, ever go to the blackness. 
Blackie is running as fast as he can. And sure enough, he crosses the black strip, which, by the way, is a street, is a road. All of a sudden, he looks over his shoulder. He sees the alpha male. He's like trying to stop because he's going about 40 miles an hour. And he stops right before he gets to the black road, that black road. And Blackie's on the other side of the road. Blackie like, yeah, it's what I thought. But he knew, damn, I wonder what made him stop chasing me. So for days, Blackie couldn't figure it out because he sat there waiting on Blackie. Blackie said, why ain't he coming to get me? He couldn't figure it out. Then he said, whatever this black shit is right here, they scared of this. So I'm going to just wait right here. He'll eventually go back. And sure enough, it was built inside of their DNA because so many wolves had got killed trying to cross the road that this alpha male knew not to ever cross it. It was instinctive. But again, Blackie was different. So he didn't have that instinct of fear inside of him of not to cross the black road. So Blackie crossed it. So after a couple of days, sure enough, the alpha male went back. So Blackie was like, whew, that was close. Now I can get back to my business because I know a girl is waiting on me. He crossed back across the road, went back over there again, and sure enough, she flew up the hill. Blackie said, yeah, your daddy almost got me. She was like, yeah, I know my daddy don't like you. My daddy say he don't want your black ass around here. Blackie said, yeah, I know, but it's all good. She said, but I like you, Blackie. Next thing you know, them two was rendezvousing every single night. Blackie was finessing her, finessing her to death. Then Blackie told her, check this out. It's too dangerous for us to do anything right here because somebody could catch us. And if your daddy catch me or any of the men in your that's in your pack, they're going to kill me. And I want you to understand something about me, Blackie. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So you're going to have to cross this road to get the Blackie. You want some of Blackie, you're going to have to come over here. So sure enough, she started crossing the road and nobody knew about it. Every night, tiptoeing to go see Blackie and they was linking up. And you guessed it. One day she's out with her mama and daddy and they said, come here. What's going on with you? She's like, oh, ain't nothing going on with me. Her mama said, yeah, you look a little different. No, I'm not different. Her daddy said, yeah, and I know you're not still hanging out with that blackie dude. But she was. And sure enough, she was pregnant with blackie's babies. And her daddy and mama didn't like it. But that's not even the good part. What she didn't know is she thought that her and Blackie was an item. But Blackie was hitting all the women in the clan. And they was coming up when she wasn't there. Yeah. We heard about Gloria coming over here, crossing 
crossing the road. We didn't cross the road too. Blackie was like, oh, so you want some of Blackie? Well, come on, cross the road. So all of these wolves, female wolves, was all from that tribe. And it was a, a whole clan of all of them all going over there, each one of them thinking that Gloria was just the only one who didn't know. It was just Gloria and them hitting Blackie. And they all would come over, yeah, I heard you and Gloria be together. What they didn't know is he was with all of them. So Blackie is hitting all of them. Then Blackie leaves there, go finds another clan. He like, yeah, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm not trying to be no alpha male. So this chick comes up to him and she starts talking to him and Blackie tells her, hey, look, check this out. I'm a lone wolf. I travel by myself. I don't have no clan. I'm not an alpha male. I'm a lover. Oh, Blackie, you so funny. So Blackie playing around because that's what he did. Blackie laughing and playing. Yes, Blackie was getting it in, playing around. He had them crossing the road. So this is another completely different tribe that Blackie over there hitting all the women in the tribe, hitting all of them, all of them. So when Gloria comes over, she's like, you know what, Blackie? I've been hearing these rumors that you running around. No, you're my one and only love. Me and you, Gloria, we soulmates. Don't... Nobody's interested in the other chicks. It's jealous that you don't pay them no mind. So Gloria says, okay. Because wolves have these things that what they do is they commit themselves to each other and they become like life partners with each other. And so they stay together until death do them part. So Gloria says, okay. So I'm about to be your life partner. We about to be together forever. He said, yeah, that's what's up. We're going to be together forever. She said, all right now, Blackie. I don't want to hear that you... Girl, please. I'm Blackie. Look, as long as you know that I'm going to be over here on the other side of the road, we good. You, you can stay over there with your family. You can, you know, you could do... Hey... You can even, you, you could go out, you could see other people, you could do whatever you want to do, you know, just know I'm over here. So Blackie is hitting all these other women. So after Gloria had her first litter, she starts to get a little pissed. She's like, you know, Blackie, when you going to come see your kids? <sighs> Blackie like, look, check it out. You know your daddy crazy. You know your daddy crazy. You know your daddy will kill me. He done put a hit out on me. And if anybody catches me, they gonna put a hit out on me. He said, but I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come over there and um I'm a I'm I'm gonna take care of my kids. I'm 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 really gonna take care of my kids. So one day Blackie decides that he gonna sneak over there so he can go see his kids. Now, mind you, he didn't have kids by all these other chicks in their whole little uh, clan. But he only going to see the kids he had with Gloria. Yeah, this do sound familiar, don't it? So he go over. They licking on him. You my daddy? He like, yeah, I'm your daddy. 
I'm your dad. You, you are daddy. Blackie, you are daddy. Yeah, I'm your daddy. So he's like, look, look, but daddy got to go. Hugs and kisses. Here's a couple of toys. Peace, because your grandfather is crazy. Blackie hauls ass, goes back to the other side of the road. So finally, the men in all these different clans realized that they women was having all these babies. And these were babies from Blackie ass. So now it's a consensus. We're going to kill his black ass. We're going to find him and we're going to kill him. But see, Blackie was very cunning. They couldn't catch Blackie. And what they was afraid to do was to cross that black road. They were scared to cross that road. But Blackie had got all the women and the women weren't scared to cross the road. So they just kept coming across the road. The men, whether they were alpha, whether they were beta, they were scared to bring their ass across that road. So one day, Blackie is on the other side. He chilling with Gloria because Gloria's like, we got all these kids. I'm about to have another set of kids. I'm hearing all these rumors about you possibly having a baby over here, a baby over there, a baby over here, a baby over here, a baby over here, a baby over here. Blackie, when are you going to stand up and become an alpha male and take care of your responsibilities? Blackie didn't have the heart to tell her, I'm never going to be no alpha male. The hardest truth. So finally, this goes on. And then all of a sudden, Blackie is out one day. And who does he see but his brother? But he didn't know it was his brother. He just sensed another alpha male was in the area. So wait a minute, Blackie, like, wait, wait. What the hell? So it was his baby brother who had grown up. He like, oh my goodness, is that you? So they like kind of celebrate a little bit. He like, man, I thought you was dead. I thought he's, no, you know, I'm still hanging in there. So this time his baby brother told him, he said, look, check it out. I'm an alpha male. I got my little clan right here and uh, we about to, we about to come up. We about to take back granddaddy land. We about to, we about to do the thing. And Blackie said, oh yeah. He said, yeah. Oh, wow. So he says, so, so what's up? You want to battle me to be the alpha male? Blackie said, oh no, 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 no. I'm not interested in being no alpha. You got it. You got it. But see what his brother didn't know is that there were so many people wanting to kill him and his brother, their whole lineage, but he didn't tell his brother. So he let his brother keep playing big man in charge because Blackie kept thinking when they come, they coming to kill the alpha male. They ain't going to kill me because I'm not the alpha male. They going to get you. And sure enough, that day came. And that tribe came charging in. And they went straight for Blackie's brother. Blackie was chilling. The other women in the tribe were sitting down chilling. And next thing you know, they started chasing Blackie's brother. 
Blackie was like, dang, I sure hate it. They killed Blackie's brother. And Blackie was just sitting there. Then the guys came back. And they started surrounding Blackie. Blackie said, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. What y'all doing? They said, who are you? He said, oh, I'm nobody. He said, y'all know how the rule go. You killed the alpha male. He said, I'm not, Blackie said, I'm not even the beta male. I was just hanging out with them. My brother was the alpha male. I ain't had nothing to do with none of that. Blackie takes off running. And once again, it's about 17 of them chasing his ass. And Blackie's thinking, how can I get away? He said, you know what? I'm going back to that. They scared of that black thing. Whatever that black thing is, they're not crossing that. Blackie runs across the road again. So I'm going to get to the close of the story. But this is a real story, you guys. And I, I, I really want to tell you. So um, after they crossed the road, Blackie crossed the road. They're waiting for Blackie on the other side. Blackie never comes back. For two years, Blackie stays on the other side of the road. And all the women that he didn't had all these children with, they keep crossing the road. Gloria comes over with the kids and she stays with him. The other guys are coming over there and they want to get at Blackie. Blackie tell him, it may not work out like you think if y'all cross over here. People are feeding Blackie every year. Like literally the humans are saying, oh, there goes Blackie. They throw in meat, good meat. They throw in all kinds of stuff out to Blackie. He getting big, he's bulking up and he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then... This happened when you're left alone with your thoughts long enough. And Blackie starts flashing over his life. And he's thinking, I got to do something. I have a responsibility here. I got all these kids. I got Gloria. My grandfather's land. I can't just go out like this. So he's battling back and forth in his mind. And by this time in wolf years, he's old. Most wolves only live to be 13 years old. Blackie is almost about eight. So he's not young. He old. He's been doing this whole little player thing for a long time. And then finally, Blackie realizes something that he's gonna go back and he's gonna take over the land and he's going to become the alpha male. He's learned how to hunt. He's learned how to take care of his family. He knows how to provide for them and take care of them. And he got Gloria who then stuck to his ass through all of this. So Gloria comes over the visit and she tells Blackie that her father is about to die. 
her father goes up to the mountaintop because he knows he's about to go. So now, Maria says, what you going to do, Blackie? And Blackie said, I'm coming back. She said, but you know, it's a whole lot of people, a whole lot of them alpha males and beta males. They want to get a piece of you so bad because you done. Blackie said, it's all good. So Blackie came back and what he realized is that all them children that was his, he called them. And they all came because it's instinctive that they understood their father's call, even if they wasn't around their fathers. And he realized that he didn't have a small tribe anymore, that they was about 24 deep. And Blackie said, now we're getting ready to go take the valley back. Now, this is a real story that actually was documented. And it was one of the most epic battles that have ever been recorded on the planet Earth. And it happened in Yellowstone Park. So Blackie and his crew came down. And when they came down the hill, they battled out with the clan that initially killed Blackie's grandfather and Blackie's grandmother, and they battled it out. And Blackie reigned supreme. He became the alpha male over the clan. And not only did he become the alpha male over the clan, he became the alpha male of one of the largest packs in the history of Yellowstone Park. Their clan ended up growing to over 70. And Blackie had them all there all, because he realized he had all these children. <laughs> he just called them all together, said what he had to say, which was a tough conversation, the hardest truth to ever say. brought them all together, became the alpha male, and they reigned supreme. He actually is one of the oldest recorded wolves to stay alive. And all of the young wolves would go hunting. And out of respect, that final blow, even though Blackie was old at this time, they would wait for him to come in and do the final blow to kill the prey. And then everybody would eat. They respected him. They loved him. They trained under him. And Blackie was able to finally hold his head high and really tell the hardest truth it was to tell. This is sort of the essence of this story. The hardest truth to tell is to the people we love. And I want you to begin to start thinking about that. 
But Blackie realized the lesson of sadesty, a sanctity, that everything that he fantasized about in his mind of what he thought was him feeling like he was successful, not taking any responsibility, having all of these women and doing whatever he wants. And, and this was his idea of success. Once he got it, it wasn't what he wanted at all. Another thing that we can learn from Blackie's story was about oppression. Because one thing that was sort of a survival skill for Blackie is he knew when it was time to walk away. Also, his mother understood this with Blackie. She knew when her words were just going in the air that this, he was not listening. She was saying the same thing over and over and over and over to him all her life. Grandfather told him, grandmother told him, his mother told him. It's about learning of oppression. Because when you get to the point where you're saying the same thing over and over and over and over again, and it's like you're speaking to the air and it cannot be heard, it starts to shut down your self-expression. But in fact, you really are expressing yourself. But you got to know when to walk away from that situation. Stop involving yourself in it. Because it's only one thing that will happen. Ruins. Ruins. If you keep forcing what is not to be, all of it will be ruined. Everything that you work for, everything that you have, everything that you've come to know, every connection that you've made, it will all go to ruins. This is what happens when you begin to force something to happen. And right now, this energy of Saturn is really forcing people feel like they need to keep forcing something to happen. Maybe you're trying to write a book, but it's not the right time. Maybe you're trying to get in a relationship, but it's not the right time. Maybe you want to move, but it's not the right time. But you keep forcing it to happen. And if you keep forcing what is not meant to be, it will all go to ruins. That's our lesson. So now, what is 
the hardest truth to tell? The truth we need to tell to the people we love the most. Because that's who gets left out of the equation. So take the story of Blackie. And you guys can check it out when you get a chance. It's probably all over. You can Google it on the internet. The story of the Black Wolf in Yellowstone Park. The story of Blackie. And tell the people you love the most the truth. Because that's the hardest truth to tell to the people we love. So that's the story of old Blackie (laughs) and the hardest truth to tell. I definitely want to open up the phone lines. I want you guys to definitely also go over to Facebook and uh, share your thoughts as well about Blackie (laughs) over on the Remix Radio page on Facebook. And uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines and I see you guys have been sounding off over here as well. Uh, yeah, you guys are having problems in chat, but definitely have you guys come on over to, um, Facebook. Also, you can get on the phone lines as well. If you want to share your story about what, what, what is sort of blocking you. And we can talk about this from getting to the hardest truth to tell. How do you see that in your own life? How do you see that playing out for you? What was some of the things that stuck out for you in your story, in your life of what's happening? Let's talk about some of these next steps that you're about to make. Remember, it really is, if we think about uh, the last circle on the tree of life, which is the 10, it is the warning to see if you will take the first wrong step. We don't want to do that. We want to take the first right step in the right direction. What good is it? to work for all of these things or to get all of these things and then discover this isn't what you wanted because now you have to pay. You have to pay the price for all these things you've done. You have to pay the price for not telling the people you love the most the truth. Yeah. Regeneration, you guys. So we're going to go to the phone lines. 
we do still have some time here. I see so many of you guys on the phone lines. Let's go to the phone lines. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts about tonight's share. 515-605-9794 is the number to call. Press 1 once you get on the phone lines. I hear you guys saying that um, it's hard for you to type in the chat room. Uh, I see that as well, but we're going to go to the phone line. Press one once you get on the phone line. So I know that you're on the line and you would like to speak and share your thoughts about Blackie, the show tonight, or any questions or readings you may have as well. And uh, as we just continue here live on Planet Remix, let's go to the caller calling in from area code 4102. 4102, you're live on Planet Remix. Please tell us who you are and where you're calling from. Okay, the call dropped. 4102. All right, you guys. Well, I'm definitely going to be checking in with you guys over on Facebook as well. Uh, hope that you guys can still hear me. Uh, checking in with you guys. I hear you guys. Is <laughs> I'm looking at the comments over on that you guys are emailing me. Amazing chair, Miss Blue. Really love all the stories, um, especially about Blackie. I particularly love the ending. Uh, here's another one. The story was so powerful, shit got shut down. <laughs> Things got shut down for you guys. I apologize. Yes, it's this powerful story about Blackie. This is what Knoxroy said. And the message embedded with it definitely flows with the past shows that was done leading up to this one. Love it so much. That was from Knoxroy there. And uh, so I see you guys. Um, chiming in, but definitely come over to the phone lines. We're going to give an international shots out while we get ready to do that. Whew. Story about Blackie, powerful story. If you get a chance, definitely check it out. It's over. Uh, yeah, I think you can kind of Google it. It may be on YouTube uh, and you can check out Blackie's story, uh, which is a real, real interesting one. Blackie was powerful brother. Powerful alpha male as we continue here live on Planet Remix. Happy Father's Day uh, to all the fathers all over the world. Uh, so we're going to be going over. I'm going to be checking your comments over on the Remix Radio page on Facebook uh, and see what you guys have to say. And also giving some international shots out. We'll do that as well. I'm going to try to move around. Blog Talk is doing its thing, but I do see you guys' message over there, so keep writing them. Kali Mar says, wow, Blackie grew up and had to face the music and create his own destiny. I had to learn the same thing to be patient and trust the process in order to move on my life. Uh, truth in truth and authenticity. Uh, and with integrity. It ain't easy to see oneself as real as it is. And I know I have lived and still working on it. I give myself props for taking the challenge and finding the real me. Uh, that's from Kali Mar. So amazing. Thank you for that, Kali Mar, as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, OT says Blackie was. Indeed, a rolling stone 
on the other side of the road <laughs> that he was, Blackie uh, realized that, hey, sometimes that place we don't want to be is really our saving grace. And it turned out to be that for Blackie. And it allowed him the opportunity to really grow and mature himself and to have and to give that important lesson uh, that, um, you know, that very valuable lesson uh, uh, to himself to be able to come to the realization to have that tough conversation with others. So now let's go ahead and give our international shots out. Then we'll go back to the phone lines. We have Qatar listening in live tonight. Welcome to Qatar. Certain man is here. Welcome, certain man. Uh, yeah, we talked about Qatar last week. We have Hong Kong in the house. Welcome, Hong Kong. Uh, Siberia is in the house tonight. Welcome, Siberia. The United States, um, Virgin Islands, always in the house. Welcome, Japan and Spain is here tonight. Welcome, Japan and Spain. Uh, we actually have two. Tusia in the house tonight. Sedan is in the house tonight. Malaysia is here tonight. The Ivory Coast is here tonight. Switzerland is in the house live. Mexico is on board along with Bermuda and Bangladesh. Welcome. Austria is in the house tonight. Australia is also here as well, showing up in big numbers. France is in the house tonight. Welcome, France. Greece is on board. Welcome, Greece. Got a lot of listening audience from Greece. Trinidad and Tobago is here as always. Welcome, Trinidad and Tobago. Italy is in the house tonight. Saudi Arabia is here tonight. We have the United Arab Emirates in the house tonight. Barbados is here. Indo Indonesia is here tonight. Uh, the Bahamas is in the house tonight. Panama is on board tonight. Welcome, Panama. Pakistan is in the house tonight. Turkey is with us. Germany is joining us live. We have Brazil here with us. The Philippines is in the house. Big listening audience from Kenya. Welcome, Kenya. Ghana is in the house tonight. Welcome, Ghana, uh, joining us. All parts of South Africa. Whoa, in the house tonight in a big way. Welcome. The Netherlands is here. Egypt family is in the house tonight. Jamaica, Jamaica is joining us here live tonight. Griffin, Knoxroy, and a whole slew of others from Jamaica. Vietnam is in the house tonight. Welcome, Vietnam. We also have India in the house tonight. Welcome, India. Canada is here. Welcome, Canada. Love out to all of our family in Canada. Ethiopia always shows up in a very big way. Greetings to Ethiopia. I have two readings next week with um, two... Um, remix family listeners from Ethiopia coming up. Uh, peace and love to everyone in Ethiopia. And of course, the UK, we send our love and you guys always showing up in a big way. Glad to have you here with us tonight. Afghanistan is in the house tonight. We want to say welcome to Afghanistan. And of course, all of you guys throughout all of the United States joining us here live in the platform tonight. Wow, what an amazing share uh, that we have here tonight. And so we're going to go to the phone lines. Let's go to 5136. 5136, you're live in Planet Remix. Hello. Please tell us Hello. who you are and where you're calling from. Hello. 
we can't hear you if you're there. I heard someone say hello, but then it went away. 5136. 5136. I believe the board is messing up, you guys. People are saying hello and it's not coming through. We can try it again. 5136. Let's see. 5136. Yeah. Well, it looks like Blog Talk is doing its thing. I definitely want to encourage you guys to. Uh, I see Erica said, yes, it's been an epic share tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, with everything that we're discussing, we can keep trying the phone lines, but I think something is going on here on blog talk. Um, but definitely I would love for you guys to share your thoughts over on the remix radio page over on Facebook. Uh, you guys can share your thoughts there and we'll try to, I'll try to get to everyone over there. Um, because I think the phone lines are are down here. It looks like this powerful energy just coming through, just really shut that down. But I want you guys to begin to start thinking about the hardest truth ever told and really start to look at your life, look at your loved ones, the people we're close to, because these are always the hardest truths to be able to tell um, as well. I'm taking a look. Desiree says, what I like best in Blackie stories is that what will be will be. Mm, I don't know. What will be will be. That's interesting. I would love for you to come on and, and, and share with that because we know that he had to definitely play a significant role in how things turned out. Uh, they weren't just destined to turn out that way. He really put a lot of effort and made a decision to do something different. And so this is really one of the things I want to say to you guys is that the hardest truth ever told is really about understanding that your words do make a difference. And when you do have that truth and integrity and honesty, to be honest to yourself first and foremost, and to tell the people you love the truth, then you don't have to leave things to chance. You don't have to say, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever is going to be is going to be. You are co-creating with your life. You can make a difference by the things that you say. It makes a difference, the word that you say to someone, the things that you tell your loved one, whether it be your mother, your father, your children, people you love and you care about in your life. It makes a difference. I don't want anyone to miss that, is that you have to make sure that you know that sometimes these are hard truths, but we do need to tell the people we love these truths in our lives. It makes so much of a difference. I get emails every single day of brothers and sisters who are carrying things with them. And when I'm speaking to our loved ones from the other side, they say, no regrets, of course but they do realize how their life impacted others by things they did and by things they say. And the moral with Blackie 
is had he have been honest and been able to tell the people he loved, it would have made a difference. And sometimes that difference is the difference between taking the hard road and the difference of being able to see shit for what it is and to be clear about where you stand. So never underestimate your expression and the difference you can make in the people you're connected to and who you love and who you care about. And giving them that part of yourself, that truth, that honesty. This is not about following someone else's dreams or doing what other people tell you. But it's about being honest because then you can avoid hurting other people. You can avoid dragging other people into calamity. If he had have been honest, Blackie, with his brother, he possibly could have saved his brother's life. We can make a difference. We can look around and we can see stories and we can see things. And how many times have you said to yourself, I should just tell him, I should just tell her the truth. Everyone is growing up on earth. Everyone is learning. The greatest lesson here on this planet is not about knowledge. It's about growth. But so many, so many people are suffering from growing pains. The lack of integrity, the lack of honesty, the lack of love, and thinking that they just want to do it all by themselves. In self-invested, this term coming up, Relationships will be one of the key things that we spend some time on to really dive deep into this so we can understand that how you, what you do affects others. And you're never going to get away from that on this planet. We are born into soul groups. We are born into family structures for that very reason. But yet it is still the hardest truth to tell. We will deny the people closest to us to understand and to know the truth about us. It's not about living reckless. This story about Blackie ended in a beautiful way. But let's face it, we are not wolves on the planet. We are spiritual beings on the planet. And it, although we can take this story and probably apply it 
to many of the lies that we've seen being played out here. Can you imagine how much pain must have came from all of these children and all of these people from Blackie not just telling the hardest truth to be told to the people he loved the most? When you begin to start taking a look at the people you love, your family structure, some interesting things that play out in our family structure today. In most cases, we feel we have no responsibility, no reason for telling them the truth about anything. And we wanna know why our society, our world, and our children, and there are so many people inflicted with pain here. No responsibility. Everybody just wants to be free. Free from responsibility, free from commitment, and free from truth. Because ultimately, that's the only place it can bring you. When that begins to happen, there are some things that will start to arise themselves. And we can go back and look at some of the family structures when it comes to ancient family structures. If we look at the East, if we look in Africa, and we will see that this was done very different. Two young people got together because someone else chose them to be together, not themselves because they understood as wise elders that they could not make a good decision when it came to that, because it would be based off of lust and not life. They learned to work together to grow to love each other. And there was a commitment there that was greater than a physical attraction. They got a chance to tell the hardest truth to each other and learn to love each other as individual people. Most people who are together don't even tell anybody. They don't even want to acknowledge that truth. I've never seen so many happily in relationship women taking pictures, going to dinner and doing all of these things by themselves because they could not show the man that they were with and vice versa. So many families that have dismantled themselves over very simple things, things that can be worked out had we been able to face and tell the truth, the hardest truth, whether it be about finances, the truth about what it is in your heart that you really want, 
what you're really searching for, your sexuality, or even the fact that you're just lost and damn confused. And then we find ourselves in one or two positions and the oppression starts because we don't know when it's time to walk away. And you're saying the same thing over and 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 over again till it starts to turn into anger, into hatred, jealousy, resentment, pain. So you keep forcing what is not meant to be. And you find a way to force things to happen. And we're not just doing this hardest truth with people we love, but also things we love, whether it's a job that you're working, a project you're working on. It could even be in a relationship. But if you keep forcing what is not meant to be, everything will turn and go into ruins. So what is the hardest truth to tell? That hard truth to tell is to tell the ones we love because we've counted ourselves out. We feel that that doesn't make a difference to tell someone the truth. We're afraid to hear the response of that truth. We're afraid of what they may think of us by telling that truth. So we have this society, this clan of people that are just winging it in life and dragging others along. Thinking, oh, well, that's on them. When that's not the case at all. We look at our world and it seems very reckless and it is. And so much is happening, filled with so much energy of pure chaos. And it feels good to not be responsible, 
to not have to answer to anyone, to do as you please and what you wish and whatever your desires are or whatever you feel you want to do. And then something happens to your precious dream. And suddenly you find yourself in a position where you could have made a difference by telling one of the hardest truths to tell to the people we love the truth. So take that with you as we move into this week and you begin to explore more of the inner workings of your spirit and your soul. Don't fool yourself into believing that just because you see it being played out in the world, then that needs to be your code of just accepting it as well. Have some integrity about yourself. Have some honor, some dignity, some values. Tap into your divine wisdom. And then begin to spread your truth to the people you love. And not just take the easy way out. The hardest truth ever told is the ones that we tell our loved ones. And the truth is, it makes a difference. And whether you like it or not, all is one. So everything you're chasing, everything you're running desperately after, everything that you're falling for, everything that you're crying after, you will pay the price for it. So make sure that when you're doing this, you can at least say, that you have spoken to the people you love the most, your loved ones.
But I'm told that uh, in places like in the Arctic, where indigenous people uh, sometimes might might hunt a wolf, they, they'll, they'll take a double-edged blade and they'll put blood on the blade and they'll melt the ice and stick the handle in the ice so that only the, the, the blade is protruded and that a wolf will smell the blood and wants to eat and it'll come and lick the blade trying to eat. And what happens is when the, when the wolf licks the blade, of course, uh, he cuts his tongue and he bleeds. And he thinks he's really having a good meal. He drinks and he licks and he licks. And of course, he's drinking his own blood and he kills himself. That's what the imperialists did to us with Christ from King. You got these young brothers out there thinking that they're getting something that they're going to make a living with. They're getting something they can buy a car like the white people have cars. Why can't I have a car? They get something they can they can get a piece of gold. The white people have gold. Why can't I have gold? They get something to get a house. The white people have a house. Why can't I have a house? And they actually think that it's something that's bringing resources to them, but they're killing themselves just like the wolf who's licking the plague, and they're slowly dying without knowing. That's what's happening to the community. You with me on that? That's exactly and precisely what happens to the community. And instead of blaming the hunter who put the damn handle and the blade in the ice for the wolf, that what happens is the wolf gets get blamed for trying to live. That's what happens in our community. You don't blame the person, the victim, you blame the oppressor. Imperialism, white power is the enemy. Was the enemy when it first came to Africa and snatched up the first African, brought us here against our will, is the enemy today. That's the thing that we have to understand.